Catherine Toon, and I am happy to be back after a some COVID and uh, trying to uh, get a strong voice. I know I'm kind of hoarse, so I'm assuming that'll be um, uh, not too irritating. <laughs> but I've got some good things to say, so it's probably worth uh, pressing uh, past that because the Lord um, really impressed on my heart. Uh, to talk about how to love people when it's hard. And, you know, there's such a division going on, such finger pointing, such fear mongering, uh, such uh, 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 strife uh, going on in at least my country, but, uh, you know, many countries around the world, there's so much pressure. And, you know, the best thing we have, Oh, let me just help you. What well, is Jesus? Number one, that that's, that's a thing, but the best thing that we have is also one another. Uh, that's, that's Christ in us. Um, the sons of God, the daughters of God, uh, humanity, uh, is not a scourge. It's not meant to be, um, uh, something to be manipulated. It's not meant to be something to be dominated. It's not meant to be something to be divided and, um, unhealthy agendas and all these different things. It's the beautiful expression of Christ uh, on the on the earth, right? That's you and me. And you know, uh, Jesus, when he came, was clear-eyed about the dynamics of the tyranny that was going on in the Roman Empire. Um, I don't think we've improved, maybe as much as we'd like to think we have. Um, you know, we still have underlying issues uh, and, and we still have greed and we still have um, just unhealthy agendas. Uh, and and uh, and that's the ugly underbelly of what we struggle with as a human race. And, you know, this is not just um, just the unbelievers. OK, this is also believers. Um, and so, you know, it really is a level playing ground. We all need a savior. We all need um, a saving from the ways of being that do not look like love. And that's to a person. So we can maintain a humility while we're looking at maybe the crazy, out of control uh, things that are going on. We have to first um, examine ourselves in, 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 in a clear eyed non-condemning, loving way, which I think, let me think, think, oh yeah, that's how God does that. (laughs) He is love and is wild about his kids, but he's also not confused about where we're really jacked up and where we're really unrighteous in our mindsets, in our ways of being, not in our nature. Let's not get confused, Um, but where we're confused and we operate out of that confusion in ways that are unloving, that are destructive towards ourself, towards others. It's a really big deal. So um, saying all that, uh, we're going to talk today about how to love people when it's hard. Uh, Sometimes it's really hard to love people because they are acting 
um, atrocious, horrific. You know, this is not a bad hair day, um, but really ugly. Okay. And they're hurting people. And it's very hard to love. We're talking about transcendent love. We're talking about something that is so powerful and sweeping. It will outlast every single ungodly agenda there is. Now, faith, hope, and love remain. And the greatest of these is, let me think, oh yeah, it's love. The greatest of these is love. And guess what? Love is a person uh, who created the whole dang thing. Oh, I didn't, student said the whole, holy, beautiful thing and said it was good. (laughs) Um, And and so that is where we need to come from. You see, because we have very, 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 oh my goodness, Houston, we have a problem, very, very real problems. We have unholy agendas. We've got um, uh, just garbage, which let's, let's be very clear. This is not new. It's not new, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Um, it is the fractured part of our humanity that is about power, um, that is about domination, um, that is about fear, um, that is about control, that is about um, self-agenda, self-protection, that is about anything that's not love. And let me just say this, that's not you. That's not you. You don't need to be um, taking a powerless, helpless, fatalistic, or incredibly offended, spun out, enraged, right? You don't, neither one. You know, it's, it's really the same ditch. We can be centered in the one that thing that's so powerful, it will outlast or he will outlast everything and you will outlast everything. And that's a person of love. And that's you created in the image and likeness of love. So, you know, Jesus, when he was vacating um, the earth in, in the flesh, because he's never vacated, he's just changed how he manifests himself. Um, uh, He gave us one mandate. He said, a new commandment I give to you, a new commandment. Now this might be important might be Houston, might be important um, to love one another as I have loved you. Now that, it, you know, it, it sounds so fluffy, buffy, kumbaya, all we need is love, except the problem is we're really bad at it. <laughs> and, and sometimes we're good, okay, but we need help. See, how do we love it's, it's easy to love someone back when they're acting lovely to you. And, and you know what? That's really what you were made for. I mean, we were really, this was not supposed to be so hard because we were, we were created to manifest love, to manifest um, the, you know, patience and kindness and goodness and all of that, to manifest all of that, except for, you know, we don't. <laughs> In a lot of cases, in a lot of cases we do. Okay. I'm saying clear eyed, have a clear eyed evaluation. So we're, we're not manifesting that. Um, It's, it's easy to push back and self-protect and hate and finger point uh, and just the stuff we do, but that's not what God has said. And in loving 
uh, people when it's hard. Sometimes, how many of you can relate to this? It may be the hardest to love yourself. Um, And all of that requires supernatural empowerment. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, it's easy to love people when they're acting lovely, but when they're acting like your enemy, like, let's be clear eyed. I want to destroy you and make you suffer for as long as possible in the process. Okay. That level and laugh at you while I'm doing it. Okay. That level of enemy, you know, we, we, what the human beings can do to human beings is I have no words. Okay. I I really don't. Um, But how do we love in the midst of that? Because man, if we, we connect with that and love in the midst of that, we have transcended the devil, whatever you want to define is that we have transcended that. And you are actually called to do that. Not because God is setting you up for frustration, because if you're getting frustrated, chances are you're trying to do it in your own strength. Um, but God has trans caused us to transcend because we're already seated with him in heaven places. Listen, your spirit is one with his spirit. Your spirit's not confused, but where we're not tracking with who we really are and who God really is, we do get confused and we act in ways that are not lovely. So, um, I gave the big, how, uh, people love the house and we need the house, right? So how do we do that? Well, Ultimately, it's going to be through supernatural empowerment. So how how do we connect with supernatural empowerment? Well, we're going to have to go deep within ourselves because that's that's where God is. If we're looking for him out in the heavens, well, yeah, he's everywhere, but it's not really helpful. If you're trying to look for him out in the heavens, it's pretty hard. Um, to be empowered by something that's way out there. You need something, someone right there where you live. You do need that still small voice. I need that still small voice that is leading you and empowering you. You see, he doesn't change. Uh, you know, the scenarios may change. The human story may change. The, uh, the particular struggles and how they're manifesting and how we're harming one another and what the newest level of, um, you know, takeover like agendas are and whatever that is, um, the newest pain and, and whatever that we cause one another, um, that changes. Okay. But the story remains the same. And the one, um, the, 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 the overall story remains the same. And the one that you're one with does not change. You see, it's really true. Ding, da, ding, ding, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's not from God. And when you feel that rising up, okay, then ding, da, ding, ding, that's not from God. And it really honestly doesn't really matter if it's a devil that's tormenting you or your own mindset that's tormenting you or the scenarios that have you're forecasting the enemy, whoever, it's still fear. Okay. It's still fear. And that's not from God. And, you know, if you look at the human drama that's unfolding and, you know, by the time this airs, or if you watch this a year later, it'll just be another human drama or maybe be an amplified version of the same drama, whatever that is. God's still not giving you a spirit of fear. We're not called to operate from fear. We're called to operate from love. 
that casts out fear. There's a zero tolerance policy um, to um, uh, zero tolerance policy for fear. It literally casts it out. It displaces it. So we need to enter in the place in our union with God, where we're not trying to, you know, some of us are still struggling with with the truth that God is really for you. We're not really quite so sure. And and wherever that feels like it's true, um, uh, I mean, bring that before the Lord so he can hear it. No one is more for you right where you're at, right in your failures, right in your rebellion, betrayal, right in the ugliest part of you and the beautiful, most beautiful parts of you. No one is more for you than God. Always. He never changes. His wrath is for you. You know, that level of wrath or passion for you is the one that pursues you in the midst of, of your ugly and everyone else's ugly. There's not, you know, his kids that he's decided, nah, not going to pursue you anymore. That's just bogus. As human beings, we're not so powerful that we can change God's mind about us. Okay. You can't change your uh, God's mind about you. So getting in the place of our union with God, your oneness that was established because God established it. And, and hopefully, hopefully you agreed with that and chosen back. You didn't choose me. I chose you to bear fruit that would remain. So in order to do that, you need to choose him back, but your choice did not establish his choice, right? He already chose you. You can agree or not agree. And the sooner you agree, it's like a good idea. Okay. So in your agreement, you've started that empowerment process, right? So what is God telling you in the midst of ugly, of people acting in heinous ways in your life? I mean, we got the global thing so much going on there, but you have your own story where people have harmed you, where people maybe are harming you. And going out of their way to harm you. I mean, we have all sorts of dysfunction going on. Or maybe you're harming people or probably a mixed bag, right? So how do we do that? How do we love Jesus inside me, inside you? I want you to settle down and connect with him right now. We're just going to do it together. We're just going to be quiet. And I want you to ask the question, Jesus are you in there? Okay. So just ask the, okay. I want you to connect with that. God, where are you? Oh, you're in me. You're in me. He's in you. And as you connect with that, and if you need to spend some more time, do that because that's your starting place. Okay. Let him help you. Jesus, help me connect with you. I don't feel like you're not there. Well, okay. That's honest, but it may not be truth. Okay. So Jesus, Help me connect with the truth of you being in me. You chose me. See, as you connect with that, what, what immediately starts to happen? You start to settle down. Rooted and grounded. Boy, there's someone bigger than me. I need someone bigger than me. I need the person of love who's bigger than me because I'm struggling. I'm struggling to love. I'm struggling to feel love. And just connect with him in that deep place. As you connect with him, ask him, Jesus, show me the person 
that I'm really struggling to love. Show me that person. That's probably probably pretty easy. <laughs> Pop right up there, right? Okay. So maybe you need to forgive that person. And that's an opportunity to uh, voice the ways you've been compromised and harmed by that person. So I choose to forgive that person for stealing, killing, destroying, raping, whatever. Um, I choose to forgive them for mocking me. I choose to forgive them for belittling me. I choose to forgive them for abandoning me. I choose to forgive them for rejecting me. I choose to forgive them for humiliating me. I choose to forgive them for stealing from me, uh, whatever they did or are doing. Because you've got to get right in you. This is about you. See, you're powerful with you and Jesus. You're not powerful with the other person in Jesus. As you go through that process and really let it out. So this is not a like, okay, you know, two minutes, boom, let it, let, allow that emotion to come up because that's where you're living and release it. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Jesus, I feel like I failed you, um, you know, and forgive yourself for all the ways you feel like you failed and you're holding an offense against yourself. Jesus said offense would come. Okay. But just because offense comes doesn't mean it has the right to roost in you and undermine you in the one commandment that God gave you, which was to love as he loves. Okay. As, as, as that happens, let that sit, let that brew, uh, let it, let it come out. You probably need to, to, to let it go. And then hand that person, Jesus, hand all the rage, hand all the offense, hand all the hurt, hand all the rejection, hand all the abandonment, hand all the betrayal, hand all the humiliation, hand all the trauma, hand all the, uh, the damage, uh, what all the, all of it, because he's the only one that can handle it, right? We break down under it. And so after you do that, okay. Um, have the Lord minister truth to you. Jesus, what lies did I believe because of this harm, because of this damage? What lies did I believe? I believe I'm worthless. I believe I'm powerless. I believe I'm dirty. I believe I'm, I'm evil. I believe I'm um, power. Well, I said power is helpless. I believe whatever. There's all sorts of lies. And then ask the Lord to minister truth. Because I guarantee you, he's not saying any of those things. He's saying you're powerful. You're holy. As I am holy, you're beautiful, you're clean, you're righteous, you're strong, you're, you, you, are, um, you are wise, you are brilliant, you are loving, you are caring, you are forgiving, you are um, healed and whole. Um, he's going to say all those things. And he's not going to change his mind based on your behavior because your behavior does not determine your identity. Your behavior is a reflection of who you feel you really are and the lies or the truth that you're believing. Right. Um, and as he ministers that, let him do that. And that may be what you really need for that. That may be where you need to camp. Now I did talk about, how to love, how did I, how did I title it? Um, how to love when it's hard. And that may be you, maybe, maybe you need that ministry in order to start to love yourself. 
Um, but the one thing I'm going to tell you for the next step and let the Lord lead when the next step is, okay, Jesus, help me see this person from your perspective, right? Help me see from your, you're going to have to go through all that stuff in order to be able to do that. Because if you're still hurting and spinning out and angry, it's, it's going to be really hard and you're going to try to do it in your own strength, right? Um, if you still feel like you're worthless or powerless or dirty or um, whatever, um, it's going to be really hard because you're clouded with all sorts of junk, okay? But as that happens, Jesus, show this person, whether it may be you, from your perspective or this one who harmed me from that perspective, okay? Let me, let me see how you see this person and let him minister that it's breathtaking how he does that now. And let, let him minister that to you, that to you. And, and as the Lord does that, you know, it, he's going to have wisdom with how you walk out relationship with that person. Oh, let me help you. If there is a toxic person who, who gets pleasure from harming you, well, he's not going to tell you, forgive them and let, let them in your life. Okay. Listen, you can love from a distance when you need to love from a distance. And I'm not talking about putting up walls for people. I'm talking about healthy boundaries where toxic people are not allowed access to harm you. Okay. So, and God's going to have to help you navigate this, right? So you, Jesus had walls. Like, you know what? He wasn't hanging out with Caesar, right? He wasn't hanging out, right? He was hanging out. He, he did let Judas hang out with him. That's a supernatural empowerment then. But he didn't let Judas into his inner, uh, inner, inner place. Why? Because that ultimately is him as God. And then he had the three, then he had the 12, then he had 70, then he had from out there, but his inner resources, number one was him and God. No one gets in there. Okay. Um, And then from there, he's dealing with imperfect people that ultimately failed him, betrayed him, self-protected. And let me just say this, we've all done that and we might just do it again. It's just a thing. It's ugly, but it's very human. Okay. This is why we need a savior. Okay. And in that place, but he saw, oh my God, he saw Judas, how he really designed him, was able to forgive him and love him. Okay. What, what Judas is in your life. And I'm not saying you're not, you're not the Christ. Uh, You're as him. Okay. But you're not him. So uh, you may need to put up boundaries. Why? Because it's toxic and you know, you're, you're not there as a doormat. Okay. But you can love them. Okay. And so this, Hey, listen, this is adult Christianity. This is not baby Christianity. This is where the rubber meets the road and you transcend, right. Um, the evil that's been done to you or the evil that you've done. Right. Um, if you've done evil and that's what we're talking about, you, other than forgiving yourself, you probably need to do your best to make amends. Okay. And realize you're loved in the process, but that needs to happen. Okay. So we all need to own our crap and we all have it. 
right? But we're loved in the midst of it. Listen, if you're not loved in the midst of your crap, you're not loved. Okay. Okay. So we've all been Judas's. Okay. So let's not get all self-righteous. Um, but, and we've been forgiven. We need to forgive ourselves. We need to make amends, but we all, we also need to forgive for our sakes and then put, put up the boundaries, not the walls in the way that the Lord is leading you. He will lead you in wisdom. But when you see that person, the way God sees them, it changes everything. It's eternal. And let me just say, you cannot help but love them. Okay. You cannot help but love them. I'm going to share a really quick testimony. Um, You know, my dad recently passed and um, our relationship wasn't, he was very toxic. Okay. Our relationship was very toxic for years. Um, There was incest and a ton of emotional abuse, narcissism, um, you know, just really crushed, crushed my family, crushed me, my family of origin. And I, I separated from it just because I, I had to for survival for about seven years. And, um, and then, and, and really pursued healing and wholeness. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but the Lord was leading me. Okay. Praise God. Right. Um, and walk me through a lot of stuff. Okay. After I made, I got a certain level of wholeness and it was partial. It wasn't all together. He had me um, con- reach out to my dad who wanted to get together really fast. And I was like, no, no, we're not getting together fast. We are like doing via email letter. And that was it. And then sure enough, and my kids were really young at the time, little, little ones. Um, uh, he had me reach out to my dad and say, well, you know, let's get together. You should meet my husband who he'd never met my children whom he never met. And I think my dad was thrilled and he flew out. Um, and in meeting my abuser, meeting this narcissistic person who had crushed my family, crushed me, um, and never owned it, you know, I mean, you know, blame the victim, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, walking to meet him, it was like the hardest that I literally had to will my steps. It was the loneliest. I knew it was God. I was going to be obedient because, you know, like he might be smarter than me. <laughs> he loves me. He is something better. So when he tells me to do something, it's actually for my good. I'd established much of that, even though it was like facing hell, it was like facing my abuser. So, I am willing my steps to happen. I come up to the hotel, the hotel doors open. There's my dad. His back is facing us. He turns around. Um, he's gray haired, a little paunch. So he's looking a lot frailer than back then when I was a little girl and he was abusing me, right? Um, and the love of God hit me so hard. It was so supernatural. I was not working. I was not believing. I mean, it hit me so hard. I cannot even describe to you, but I was seeing my dad through God's eyes and it just exploded. I could not have loved this man who'd never repented, never owned squat. As a matter of fact, basically said, you know, he gaslighted and blah, blah, did all the classic narcissist stuff. Um, but I could not have loved him more. Of course, my kids are like, grandpa, you know, and they're like, 
just being lovely and holding onto his legs. And he, who had not been able, did, had, did not have a chip for healthy love. Everything was sex, right? Because that was the only way he could, right, connect, um, could, had no grid for this, right? Whatever. I mean, if you don't have a grid, you don't have a grid. Um, but that ability to transcend came out of that place of obedience. Not that I earned it, but it just, it, it facilitated it. And I just love this man. I saw him. Now, did this change him? I don't know, maybe a little bit. I mean, he was more open to us. Was he able to love? Absolutely not. This did not. It's not like, I mean, I wish, but he was so on lockdown and on shutdown without a chip, right? He was still incredibly toxic. Okay. This dude basically said all the abuse. Oh yeah. Counselor put it in my mind, all that kind of stuff. Um, But what it did for me was to be able to see something from a higher perspective. And then the Lord walked out what the boundaries looked like. Well, you're not hanging out with my kids. I mean, alone, right? (laughs) Not happening, right? And I had to be very careful with how I navigated because there was no repentance or anything else like that. Um, Because, you know, when you're that narcissistic, it's too dangerous to own anything. Uh, You'd have to come face to face with your original pain and then the pain you caused. And that's just, that would require supernatural empowerment. And my dad was not willing to go there. And to the day he died, never went there. But it freed me up to love, which is such a victory. Well, I had boundaries. Okay. And you get both. And it's supernaturally empowered you were made for it. Anyway, um, I know I've I've taken uh, quite a bit of time on this, but uh, man, it's important. It's important. Be free. You were created to love. Oh my God, love. Love is not up for grabs. Love is not a secondary option. Um, And when there's a toxic person, an evil quote unquote person, which is not their original design, but let's just face it. We do have Hitler's and right with there's evil people who delight in destroying others. Okay. So we are called to transcend, but we're not called to yield to evil. We're not called to not have boundaries. We're called to operate in wisdom. And guess what? You get everything. (laughs) And this is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, which is his faith that works by love, right? So we can just rest in who God is and have him show us in the details, where in the dirt, where the rubber meets the road, we get to be that. You see, you are more powerful than you know, and you are more lovely than you know, and you can choose to forgive. You can choose to love while setting up boundaries, right? While being led in wisdom with how to resist evil, right? We're supposed to resist evil, We're not supposed to be little, we're supposed to be sheep to to our good shepherd, but not sheep to a false shepherd that's leading in evil. So that just requires wisdom. That means your place of intimacy with the Lord is your place of safety. That's always what it's been, right? But we need it now more than ever because there's so many things that are operating um, in our personal lives, on a political scale, on the world stage, on the health, whatever. You can figure it out, but um, that are evil. 
ding da ding da. In this world, you will have tri- tribulation, but hey, happy, good news. Cheer up, cheer up. I have overcome the world. And that is your place of power. And that is eternal. It's not up for grabs. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Be empowered. Oh my God, love yourself, love others, refuse not to love, rebel against bitterness, rebel against offense, but also rebel against evil. You get it all. And you're one with the one who's leading you and guiding you into all truth and empowering you to love as he loves. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.